Welcome to the Raindrop Corner Podcast, a chill place where creatives and real-life superheroes converge to chat it up about cool things, and I'm your host, Kay. Today, we're speaking with the lovely Monica Monet about her journey with health and how that led her to cook more and to specifically cook food, vegan food, that matched her personal needs, and she grew that into a business. So without further ado, here is an ode to our guest. They wanted to know what she was cooking, what tantalizing things she'd put in those dishes, what plants, sauces, and beautiful bases she'd curate. What would she bewitch them with? You see, they wanted a glimpse of her magic, so she created dish after dish, minced in a little wonder, telling the story of sickness that she transmutated into something lovely, something that made every tongue salivate. You see, she transmuted her sickness into healing. She ladled in a dash of long nights, lovely sights, creating vegan cheesecake like your mama makes, and delectable cinnamon rolls that made you faint. Ha, she called herself an entrepreneur too as she was making them, basting away, always basting away. And then she caught herself say, I'm gonna make it happen. She raised her voice high, so high, all the way up to the sky. She made a roux in the form of getting some education, flew herself to the Big Apple and back again, adding in a little sugar and spice, but not necessarily everything nice. That manifestation was much more than nice. You see, she cultivated that good good, a meatless burger oozing cheese, putting your Angus faves to shame, collard green rolls baked to perfect brown with a hint of barbecue to wash down a long day. You see, the food wasn't just good, but everybody was willing to pay. They wanted to know what she was cooking, what tantalizing things she put in those dishes, what plants, sauces, and beautiful bases she curated that she'd bewitch them with. They wanted a glimpse of her magic and magic she gave and magic she was. Today I have Monica Monet on the Raindrop Corner podcast. You are the owner of Mo V's Vegan Kitchen. The cool thing about today is you're the first chef that I've ever had on the podcast before. <laughs> you're the first <laughs> you're the first restaurant owner that I've ever had on the podcast before. You gave me the pleasure of trying your food yesterday. So I knew that you were awesome from everything that everyone was saying. And I thought it was really, really cool that you specifically opened up a vegan restaurant in Jacksonville that provided food that felt like food that you grew up with. Food that your mom or your grandma cooked for you. It looks when you look at it. It looks really rich. It looks like that comfort food that you want to eat. And when you try it, it is all of that and more because it has a nice lightness to it. But what I want to know more so about, because you are a you are certified vegan life coach and educator, you have a very deep-rooted back, background in veganism. I want to know how you got to this point where you opened your restaurant and you're growing it and it's doing well and it really vivifies who you are tell me a little bit about what your food journey was like i'm originally from uh philadelphia mississippi so and mississippi you know we just ate the southern food you know like mm-hmm. you can do the pork ribs chitlins chicken uh, a lot of fried food you know just the normal what southern people love to indulge in you mm-hmm. know and so that's my 
boring and I just ate everything, you know what I'm saying? I think the only thing that I did not like growing up was chitlins. That was one of the things that I can't stand them. I, I can't do like. the smell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. So, so no, you know, you know, my mom and my sister, they eat those things to today on special occasions. I never ate that. So uh growing up it was the same thing, you know. Uh just a just a southern food. Um the Pacific girl, you know, eating Cornbread, you know, candy yams, um, the greens with the meat, all of the, all up in the meat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way up to even my teenage years, um, young adult years, you know, all of all that stuff. Now, I never like if I was to see anything suffer, mm-hmm. even at those young ages, I couldn't eat it at that point. I remember a time when my mom went to a fish pond and I saw them just cut the fish head off. And she was like, frying it up. You want to see Monica? No, I don't want to be. I saw that fish die. So I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the gene that they said that some people do have. Sometimes when they see stuff like that, they can't, they, they can't entertain it. Mm-hmm. But that was at a young age. You know, I didn't know my past would be what it is. Now, I always thought I would be a soul singer. But, um, you know. Really? That's cool. That, I, yeah, Monica Monet is actual a independent soul artist. Have like uh, albums mm-hmm. online and stuff like that. Almost that signed to Erica Records. You know, you know, almost doesn't count. But I did pretty well in that era. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, with my music and stuff. Writer, I never thought that I would be quote unquote this vegan chef. You know what I'm saying? And um, or just living a vegan lifestyle that wasn't you know, quote-unquote, in the cars, as I saw that, you know what I'm saying? I always thought I would be something dealing with music, but it just didn't happen that way. I think what happened to me in my early 30s was health issues, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with endometriosis, uh, not knowing at the time I was also dealing with PCOS, mm-hmm. and um, having to have a partial hysterectomy in my early 30s, like late Almost you could say like just leaving my twenties, going into my thirties, having a um a partial hysterectomy, meaning that I can't have kids and stuff like that. So that was an opening uh, you know, awakening for me. So mm-hmm. I started to look into different things, vegetarian, because you could not tell me that I would be a vegan because I can't give away my cheese. I love cheese, <laughs> I love stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this uh, vegetarian thing or maybe some pescatarian at times, but I'm not giving up my cheese. Mm-hmm. So I did that journey for a while, and it just didn't give me what I wanted. So at the end of the day, I, I became vegan, and the only thing that I truly wish that would have happened is that I went vegan earlier in life. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think I could have reversed some of those things, you know? Just looking, just listening to what you said very valid reasons like not just from your response to watching anything that was alive die as a child but also your health issues and being able to manage that a little bit better by changing your eating lifestyle so you talked a lot about your journey especially like on the medical side so that you could be the healthiest that you could possibly be how did that shift from helping your personal situation to wanting to share that with other people being that you are not just the owner of a vegan restaurant but you also are a vegan life coach as well once i became vegan you know i always tried to push veganism on people i said plant-based on people 
uh, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I remember having a conversation with my father, and he was like, um, you know, you can't push stuff on people. Be the light. Be the light that you want people to see. And once you're that light, then people will naturally come to you and ask you. You know what I'm saying? You can't really foresee anyone to do anything that you want to do in life. Um, you know, a river is very gentle, but it makes changes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You don't always have to be that storm. You know what I'm saying? That storm, you can be just quiet, be, be who you are, let your light shine, and people will come to you. So actually, people start coming to me. How do you live this lifestyle? You look great. I remember you when you were 300 pounds. I remember you, your skin, you look younger now than you did when you was in your 30s. What what happened? Mm-hmm. How, what are you doing? Can you show me? And I started doing, like, uh, vegan challenges on uh, Facebook where I leave, you know, led people through 21-day challenges. I, I think it was a 30-day challenge, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would leave a couple of those um, a year, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? I'm already telling people how I do the vegan, you know, lifestyle, how I interpret it uh, plant-based. Why don't I go and get certified? I thought I was going to go out. At first, I was, I was going to go just to get a certificate um, in Cornell University, which mm-hmm. is still a plan of mine, but... You'll do it. Yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get that because it's always been in my heart to go there, you know. But um, but then I um came in contact with this school in uh, Upper Manhattan, which is Harlem, New York. Mm -hmm. And not only do you get uh, a certificate, you get certified. I said, wow, I would like to be a certified vegan life coach. Great, you know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. What I did was I wasn't really cooking for people at that point. Um, I started cooking like vegan cinnamon rolls and pies, cheesecakes. You know, Moby, we do specialize in vegan cheesecakes. And uh, I forgot to give you one yesterday, a cupcake, but I'm going to do that. Aww. But we specialize. I am. We specialize. I specialize in that. So I started selling my um, cheesecakes, my cinnamon rolls, cookies, anything I can find to come up with that money to get certified. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling the, um, the the owner of the school, just bear with me, I'm coming up with the money. I think I was the last one to turn in their money because I was just hustling so hard over here coming up with that money. You know what I'm saying? Because you only, you're paying for the school, but then you got to mm-hmm. pay for stay for the week. And then you got to pay for food, airplane travel. It was just a lot, you know? I have mad um, respect for you for doing that. That's awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, so, and they, I really thought I wasn't going to make that class uh, that I was supposed to be in. I did not want to be in New York in the wintertime. I said, I got to make it. <laughs> That's so fair. I remember, uh, <laughs> so I remember I was like a couple hundred dollars short, and I was just so nervous. And one of my friends, Marilyn, she was like, oh, Monica, I'm just going to pay for the rest of this. You pay me back on the back end. And so that's how I got to that school, just a whole bunch of hustling, coming up with that money and just, just you know, just doing a thing. And I'm so glad that I did it that way because the, the class that I went with there, mm-hmm. I have met some amazing people. We're still friends to this day. I communicate with mostly all of them and they have supported my restaurant and just, you know, not actually being here, but just the support. I might get a cash out there supporting me, you know, because they know what it takes to run it and and by saying that um Moby's Vegan Kitchen is growing and I was just so honored that the cookbook restaurant allowed me to come inside of their facilities to build Moby's Vegan Kitchen. You know, the goal is eventually I don't know when this will be because I am truly a person of, you know, 
however God moves, you move, but mm-hmm. you only can move when God tells you to get to a particular, you have to be ready. You know what yep, I'm saying? You do. So I, I, I needed, I, I needed a space to where I can create and also a space to know what it actually feels like to run a total building by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so the cookbook, which is owned by uh, Brandon Byers, um, invited me in there, you know, with a whole lot of uh, talking. We had, you know, talking and we had a mutual friend who said this would be a great idea. And my God, it blessed me, you know what I'm saying, to get the boot camp that I need to eventually one day in life to open a 100% vegan cafe. That's the goal for me, 100% vegan cafe in, in the future, you know. But right now, I'm just, um, I'm just so happy to be in the particular situation that it allows me to be creative and it allows me to give back to my community. The only way that I know how is through my food. So for me, it's just more than food. It's just more than just giving people food. I have so much passion with it. I put so much love into it. And it's like when something don't taste right to me, I really take it to heart because I want people to feel what I feel when I taste my food. I, I want it to be a beautiful experience, like you said. So. That really touched me when you said that because that's how I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said this before we started recording, but truly, I've I love cooking and I love eating, <laughs> and I've eaten, <laughs> I've eaten a lot of really good food. When I ate your food, it was very much so an experience. It looks filling, and when you eat it, it fills you up, but it does it in a way that's like you couldn't tell the difference between food that was meat based and your food and I think even if there were moments where you could you wouldn't care it's good it feels good let's talk a little bit about the science behind how you make food so when you decided I'm gonna go ahead and work with the cookbook restaurant and we're going to go ahead and make this happen how did you approach your menu and how you were going to execute I had a lot of help with that thank you uh my mentor helped me a whole lot with that menu. It was just a lot of people that um, I knew cared for me and would not lead me the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So the thing that I wanted to do with the, with the, with the menu and the thing that I wanted, you know, my mentor to push me with is that I wanted someone to know that you don't have to eat meat to get the full experience of a vegan, vegan food. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't go plant-based, uh, plant-based or vegan because of the fact that they're jumping out pork ribs going straight to quinoa. And it's like, <laughs> it's fair. I mean, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like not knowing how to swim if somebody throw you into a 13-foot pool, 13-feet mm-hmm. pool. You know what I'm saying? You got to teach me how to swim. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I want to specialize in transitioning vegan food. Because that's basically what I'm doing, transitioning vegan food. I want, if you had um, a peach cobbler growing up, I want my peach cobbler to taste just like your mama's peach cobbler. If I you hear had that. Chili, I want, you know, if you had chili, I want you to try this vegan chili. It's going to taste just like your the chili that you cook during wintertime. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wanted to give that experience of that you can have the food that you normally have, but it can be 100% plant-based. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay, you know, to get this experience, you know, because nothing like that say nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I wasn't vegan overnight and to be told, um, my family, yeah, I have a family of cooks. My grandmother was a great cook. My auntie 
are great cooks. My mom is a great cook. So I'm just a generation of great cooks. But I didn't start cooking until I became vegan. That's what people don't realize. I didn't cook. I, I didn't have a great cooking history when I wasn't vegan. Pescatarian a little bit like this salmon, but that's basically it. Mm-hmm. So once I became vegan, I was like, oh, you can't tell me I can't have a vegan cheesecake because I love <laughs> cheesecake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm going to turn this vegan. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think some of us always do that. You know, like my mom potato pie which is a family recipe i turned vegan you know what i'm saying so a lot of those things it comes from my family and it comes from the heart but as far as the, the science of the menu i just had a lot of great i had a, a great person i said a great person um behind me that helped me with that menu um you know and he is a herbalist so mm-hmm. we wanted to um have people she was like you know what well, people don't have vegan breakfast in that aspect you might have a smoothie bowl you may have you know avocado toast that's all good that's but true. what about that southern vegan breakfast like uh plant-based eggs and grits and peppers and sausage and all of that let's bring let's bring that back so i did have people that kind of uh help me with that menu to kind of kind of mold movies what i wanted to be so, you know, like, just, it's just one of those good things to where, you know, God put people in your life to uh, help help you uh, get to a particular level in your life that you needed to go. So I had a lot of help with that venue. And, and it's still growing. It's still involved. And I have not yet put out another venue, but we are working on it. And, and I don't know when it'll come out, but it's going to come out eventually. But, yeah, you know. I'll be waiting for it, too. Yeah, please come through. I can't wait to introduce, you know, some of the stuff that we remove, some of the stuff that we add on to it, just to make it a beautiful experience. Like you said, people jump, like, right from ribs or right from pork all the way into quinoa. And then because they find the food bland or they don't feel like there's a lot of variety for them that's similar to what they used to eat, they either decide not to do it or shortly after they attempt it, they kind of revert back. In terms of you, what were your obstacles like when you converted from eating meat to being vegan altogether? And how did you go from not cooking to cooking? What was that journey like for you? I guess um, when I when I came vegan, I just didn't really have a lot of options. You know what I'm saying here? Um, I, I, I know that uh, Sweet Theory, which is an all-vegan bakery here, which so good you know so good right Mm -hmm. so i remember when i first found out that they were there you know i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god you know the cinnamon rolls are so huge and so big and the cake slices it's just a great bakery even to today Mm -hmm. and like it really was before their time you know what i'm saying they've been here for so long but um i remember like i can't eat dessert all the time so you know what i'm saying yeah which they're great, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went to New York, and you know people in New York knows about sweet beer, so they're on the map like everywhere, because I go food hopping, so they're on the map like everywhere. Great, great, great bakery here, and I'm so proud that they're in Jacksonville, this great bakery, and I'm honored that they're here. Um, but for me, is that I had to cook because I couldn't find the food that I wanted to eat. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's what it started for me. You know what I'm saying? I think the maker had other plans. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, okay, I want to make, for Thanksgiving, I want to make my cornbread dressing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So learning how to make that. You know what I'm saying? So I do a very good cornbread dressing because I 
already been through years of uh mishaps on it. You know what I'm saying? So you want the cornbread dressing, you want the gravy, and you want all the, you know, the collard greens that taste like meat in it, but you don't want no meat in it. You know what I'm saying? You want the familiar faces. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what started me to cook it because I didn't really have that stuff there. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, I can get up every morning and do a smoothie bowl, which I like to do that sometimes because I do cook so much at the cafe when I get home. A smoothie bowl is something I go to because it's quick, it's simple, it's easy for me. But on uh, Christmas morning, I don't want a smoothie bowl. I want grits, I want eggs, or, you know, but I want it to be all plant-based. I want it to be how I want it ethically, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just think there's uh, I just think there's room for, for something for all, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, whatever your whatever your path is in this, this food journey, you know? Because mm-hmm. as a as a um, coach, I I tell my people and coaches that is your path, it, it's your your path and your way. I'm only here to get you off of the meat. Now, once I get you off of the meat, and I get you off of the cheese. You're already healthier than you was on that. Whether it was transitional food or not, it mm-hmm. is a healthier choice. But once you get off of that meat, how far you take your journey is up to you, and it's not for me to judge your journey. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I have learned that. I have learned to do it that way because when I first became vegan, I just wanted everybody to know about you should be vegan, you shouldn't do this. And that was even before I became an ethical vegan. Mm-hmm. That was just eating, you know, just being a vegan, just like you should do this and you should do that. You shouldn't want to eat this, you shouldn't want to eat that. Now, if you saw a person like that coming to you, every time you see them coming, you would turn and walk the other way. It's too much. You would. You know, it, it really is. It's just too much. So... The message that my father gave me and say, you be the light, you be your life. You, you, you know, you're the person I'm going through my own journey. So mm-hmm. I can't force a person on my path, but what I can do when I, uh, in, when I cross a person that's going through my same path and I meet up with them, I can tell them about, I can tell them about my journey and we can exchange some things about each other's journey. And we both learn and we both grow. We both keep going on our path, but no means that be a, deceitful or mean or make a person feel less than you know down because how were they at in life you know what i'm saying we all had a particular stage in life that we're all going we're all involved in and it's kind of unfair for me to be like oh i'm a supreme and you should do it this way but you can't involve to be the person who you need to be so i had to learn that and i learned it very early because my family's like you're not going to follow this every day you know what i'm saying we're not having it you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so sometimes, you know, tough love is the best love, especially on that end, because I had to learn that I had to be the light. And once I became the light and I became like a person of just love and just giving your experience and people want to know, people don't want to know, people want to be forced anything. Different things work for different people, but knowing that they have someone that can instruct them that isn't pushy and gives the people that they talk to the free reign to kind of dictate that journey with the information and the education that you provide to them like you said is a much better way to reach somebody and to reach other people because like whether it's with food or anything that you do when people see you shine and do it graciously and sincerely and without ego it makes it makes people gravitate towards you what would you say to people who are considering the vegan lifestyle or people who maybe struggle with it as they are trying to 
integrate more vegan food into their diet. Family is really important mm-hmm. when you make any decision. People would feel like, well, it's just food, but there's so much more than food because when we're down, we eat together. When we congratulate each other, we go out to eat. Birthdays, we go out to eat. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. like when we mourn together, we go out to eat. Eating plays a big part of of love, of getting to know people, or just, you know, just bonding. Eating plays a big part. I think that's the number one thing when someone is trying to make a lifestyle change when it's dealing with food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about what the family would think, what my boyfriend would think, what my girlfriend would think. You know what I'm saying? It's about how people will look at me when I'm in this group. I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm hard at the restaurant. I tell them I don't want any butter on my vegetables. How do you prepare this? Because then people look, you know, look at me a certain way. So a lot of the, a lot of that is what deter people sometimes of becoming vegan or not all the way vegan. Is because okay, I'm vegan when I cook at home for myself. But I go out to eat with other people. I don't want to be like the one that's always fussing or fussing about you don't have any vegan options. So what's on the vegan menu? Or better yet, I don't want any butter or anything. Or what do you bake your, you know, what do you boil your uh, rice and you put butter in it? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So that deters people. You know what I'm saying? When they're in gatherings or family or things like that. Some things that you can do, and I have done this for clients and I tell clients to do. You always know the restaurant you're going to before you even get there. Mm-hmm. Just make a simple call to that restaurant and be like, hey, I'm coming through. I'm coming with a party. We're going to celebrate there. What vegan options do you have? If they don't have any, okay, what? Okay, where can I look at your menu? Quickly, mm-hmm. you can look at a menu. You look at your size. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. got beans or what have you. You've already called them. You already know basically they use butter or not. Most people don't use butter in a lot of their vegetables, not because of vegans, because a lot of people have you know, lactose intolerance and stuff, anything that's dealing with anything, dealing with milk content, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can uh, actually call that, that restaurant, let them know that you're going to be there and you are vegan. They will help you pick out stuff so when you get there, you already know what to get. So it's not like a fuss on that. And also, it's not like a fuss or anything on that. Like, me personally, when you go to barbecue stuff, um, hey, eat a little bit before you go. Mm-hmm. You, they, you normally have stuff like veggie trays, fruit, uh, just different stuff like that. Always bring a dish. That dish might not be necessarily for everybody else. It could just be for you. You have an option that you can eat <laughs> and make it something like nachos or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, learn whatever you want it to be that you enjoy eating. Bring it there. Bring it along with a uh, with a tray of fruit, and so you will have something. And just don't assume that people don't understand, because a lot of times this is like if you go to family gatherings and they know that you're vegan, you'll be so many. You'll be surprised how many people who care and love you. Like, oh, I made a vegan dish for you. Let me know how you like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Or I made a plant-based dish for you. You know, when people really know, wanna, when you really tell people the severity of your journey, if they care for you, they will find ways to help you as well. They will not tell you, oh, I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How, how you get your protein. You know what I'm saying? For me to make a decision like that, I might have already did research on how to get protein. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you have people that really naturally care for you, that really want you to win, no matter what it is, they'll surprise you with vegan stuff or learning how to cook plant-based stuff. My mom cooked me plant-based uh, pancakes. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, That's like, cool. I plant-based pancakes. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. look simple stuff like that, and you'll be like, oh, thank you, you know. And just be gracious about it because it's a process for everybody around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
I uh, once did a blood a blood analysis. I don't, you know, you can go get that data on these teachers when everything is up and running. Someone is interested in doing that. So with the blood analysis, they take um, a, a sample of your blood and they put it under the microscope and they look at different things that's going on in your body. Uh, so the one thing that I had was I had overly the protein in mm-hmm. my body. And there was another vegan that did it. We were both in herbalist school together mm-hmm. and she did it and she had overly the protein in her body. So we're thinking that we're not getting wow. protein, but we overly get in protein because we eat a lot of beans. Mm-hmm. We eat broccoli and you eat spinach and kale and all of those good things like that. So protein mm-hmm. is not really an issue as a vegan now. One thing that I have to do supplements on is B12. Mm-hmm. That's something that vegans sometimes would, we would need more of B12. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you won't be foggy and get stuff and different things like that. But go get uh, like a yearly exam. You know, I feel like it's important if you wanted to know how your numbers are or what you're looking at. Because also before I came vegan, heart disease, one of my family really heavily. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I was... Uh, at the era of vegetarian, vegetarian, and now my cholesterol was high. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The um, after doing veganism for well, plant based for six months, all my numbers were low. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So even with the cholesterol and all that, was low. Yeah, I think the only issue that I did have was the omega three. But then, of course, I found stuff for omega threes that was plant based. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I normally get like the flat seeds and different stuff like that. So, so this basically, I just, I just, you know, just do simple form. I don't try to complex stuff too much. I just do it the simplest form because I think sometimes when stuff become overly complex, you got wait a minute, I gotta do this. Okay, I gotta mm-hmm. do that. Oh man, I don't, this is too much for me. And you bring up a really good point, too. Like, I know that everybody might not have the means now because of the state of the the world, if you will. But um, getting like knowing your body chemistry is super important. And like you learn something new about yourself because like there are some people that need certain vitamins or minerals, nutrients that that maybe you don't need because you have more of it. Exactly. So that's yeah. a that's a good point. And thank you for bringing that up because I feel like a lot of times people kind of talk themselves out of certain things and it's cool to know that like what works for you might not work for somebody else. So seek to understand exactly. so that you can do what you yeah. need to do for you. Exactly. And Monica, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and I learned I learned a lot too while we were talking as well and it's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is getting to talk to people from different walks of life getting to talk to people who are passionate about what they do and it shows because they pour their soul into their work so thank you for taking a moment of your time and spending it with the raindrop corner podcast today before we go i did want to give you a moment to plug yourself where can people find out more about your restaurant and more about you if they want to kind of keep up with what you're doing and take a look at your menu and just kind of keep in the know okay well first of all thank you for having me of i'm course. so excited <laughs> you wanted me to come and show <laughs> thank you so much and um between you around you know i got to feed you now for sure <laughs> i'll definitely be there <laughs> <laughs> okay you can find me at on all social networks it's mobis m-o-b-s vegan kitchen we're on instagram we're on facebook 
Um, also, this Monica Monet, I think that page is kind of cool, but most definitely Moby's Vegan Kitchen. And I'm located at 1827 North Pearl Street. We're located in the historical uh, Greenfield community. And I'm located inside of the cookbook. So it's like two restaurants in one has Southern food. I'm here, I heard it's some of the best Southern food you can get in Jacksonville. Most definitely, I try to give you some of the best vegan food that you can get in uh, Jacksonville. So it's like the best of both worlds. Yup, delicious. And I've only, I've tried three things on the menu. And I can't wait to come back and try the whole menu. <laughs> but, Thank you so much for us. Uh, of course thank you so much for coming on the show and check out movies it will be the best decision that you've made all day and until next time everyone thank you to all of our listeners out there as always you are the most beloved and make all of this magic possible movies vegan kitchen is truly the real deal if you want to eat some vegan food and vegan food that has a richness to it but leaves your tummy feeling satisfied and not overly full or anything like that it's a great place to eat at soul food that truly your mama used to make so go show them some love and the raindrop corner podcast can be found on itunes spotify soundcloud and all standard platforms where you stream podcasts until next time